This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Damage crashes and 39 personal injury crashes. Warmer temperatures have now set in, allowing roads and sidewalks to thaw. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, visit our website anytime. Find us at NowDecatur.com. Trump wins. Haley vows to keep going. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. When you win Iowa and you win New Hampshire, they've never had a loss. There's never been. So we're not going to be the first, I can tell you. And former President Trump? was not happy after you won the Republican New Hampshire primary. The Nikki Haley called it a great night for her. It's time to put the negativity and chaos behind us. You can't let people get away with bullshit, okay? You can't. You just can't do that. Now, Haley said this race is far from over with dozens of states left. The first party to retire its 80-year-old candidate is going to be the party that wins this election. And that was an 11-point Trump victory margin. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal breaks it down from Nashua, New Hampshire. 62% of unaffiliated voters went for former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. 70% of registered Republicans went with former President Trump, according to the Fox News voter analysis. Just over half of Haley's supporters here voted for President Biden in 2020. Now, the president won the Democratic primary in New Hampshire, even though he wasn't on the ballot. The party's ignoring that contest, wanting South Carolina to count first next month. But more than 60 percent of voters wrote the Biden name in. Dean Phillips was on the ballot, got about 20 percent in New Hampshire, and the congressman tells Fox he'll stay in the Democratic race. And the truth is that I think Joe Biden is the only person that uh, Donald Trump can beat. For the ninth time in less than two weeks, the U.S. went on the attack in Yemen, hitting Houthi militant targets to stop more attacks on ships in and around the Red Sea. There was also an American strike in Iraq, hitting other Iran-backed militants. Iraq now branding these aggressive actions that will lead to irresponsible escalation. U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria have been attacked more than 150 times since the war between Israel and Hamas began. Fox's Jonathan Savage, a Russian military plane crashed near the border with Ukraine, killing 65 Ukrainian prisoners. Prisoners of war, Russia claims that Ukraine shot the plane down. America's listening to Fox News. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell and Cordell. If you're a dad who is facing divorce, there are extra layers of stress that may include stereotypes and assumptions. No two situations are the same. Our legal experience and dedication prepare us for whatever legal challenges we face together. You need a partner you can count on. For more than 30 years, Cordell and Cordell has represented men in divorce. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Springfield area attorneys. 2815 Old Jacksonville Road, Suite 103, Springfield, Illinois, 62704. It's 2024. Do you honestly think the government is looking out for you? Do they have your back? We had political chaos, global wars, no border protection, and our leadership telling you about pronouns and electric cars. It's time to take a hard look at protecting yourself and your family. It's time to visit the Oxford Gold Group. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-995-GOLD and order this investment guide or make a purchase of precious metals and get up to $2,500 in free gold. 833-995-GOLD. A gun store in Louisville, Kentucky is being sued by families of mass shooting victims. Nine months after a man killed five co-workers at a bank until police killed him. The suit claims the store was not suspicious enough in selling the rifle the gunman used, ignoring red flags. In Tennessee, Memphis is embattled. Police chief is staying on the job. A year for the controversial death of a black man at a traffic stop. City council members in Memphis voted against reappointing the city's police director, Sarah Lynn Davis. She's taken heavy criticism for the department's operation following the high-profile beating death of Tyree Nichols by a squad of officers during a traffic stop. Newly elected Mayor Paul Young intended to keep Davis on the job and will now keep her on an interim basis. Police reform activists in Memphis want Davis fired. The five officers involved in the Nichols killing were charged with murder and federal civil rights violations. Evan Brown, Fox News. A man in upstate New York has been convicted of second-degree murder after killing a woman in a car he shot at last year when that car pulled up at his house, but it was the wrong house. A California woman who killed her boyfriend is not going behind bars. A California woman who stabbed her boyfriend 108 times gets no prison time. Instead, 33-year-old Brent Spetcher was sentenced to two years probation and ordered to perform 100 hours community service in the killing of her boyfriend, Chad Omelia. According to the Ventura Star, the judge in the case ruled Spetcher took a hit from a marijuana bong and suffered cannabis-induced psychosis and had no control of her actions. In addition, 
addition to stabbing her boyfriend, she also stabbed herself and her dog during the rampage. Spetcher sobbed in court Tuesday and apologized to her boyfriend's father. Sue Guzman, Fox News. On Wall Street, stocks could jump at the opening bell. Dow and Nasdaq futures are both up more than 100 points. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. At Brinkata Realtors, we're not just here to facilitate transactions. We're here to build lasting relationships. We believe that the heart of every successful real estate journey lies in the connections we make and the partnerships we create. Loyalty isn't handed out, it's earned. That's why we're dedicated to earning your trust every step of the way. Discover the difference at Brinkata Realtors, building bonds beyond your home. Visit us online or call to connect with one of our agents today. Find your way home. Brinkotter.com. Sale, sale, sale. Shop on Main is having an entire store sale of winter apparel, accessories, gifts, and Christmas merchandise. Our loss is your gain. With 25 to 75% off going on now. Sale, sale, sale starts Tuesday, December 26th at 10 a.m. Get there to shop all the amazing items. We've never had a sale like this. So now's the time to shop. Up to 75% off. Stop in and save at Shop on Main at 407 North Main in beautiful downtown Decatur. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast today. Rain and fog, high of 44 tonight. Chance of rain overnight. Dense fog, otherwise cloudy and a low of 37. For Thursday, rain and fog, high of 44. Friday, cloudy with a high near 44 as well. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 40 degrees. Your WSOY time is 8.06. This look at your weather brought to you by Shop on Main, downtown Decatur. Modern looks, old-fashioned pampering. Good morning and welcome to the Wednesday edition of Buyers and Company. You know, every uh, Wednesday we check in with our friends at Millican University. It was always special. And LJ's that time. We're going to talk about what's coming up at uh, Kirkland Fine Arts Center. The company starts now. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. Can you take yourself back, Nick, to uh, childhood and the PASS program? Do you remember that at all? Absolutely. I saw Bye Bye Birdie, I remember, um, and still remember the lyrics to the song from that program. Wow. Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. Really? The song We Love You, Conrad. Uh, <laughs> That's very that obscure. Born specifically at Kirkland Fine Arts Center as a DPS youth. A, a okay. formative memory. Yep. No doubt. I Loved had no it. idea when and asking the, best, the question it was going to be that yep. exact. And the best part of all of it, even though the performances were great, yeah. whatever, you could have had a stick up there uh, for us to look at. When they would call out the bus numbers, that, when it, when you got the call, that's always the, the highlight of, I, I fell, don't know why. <laughs> I fell in love the first time in my life there. What were we, like third grade, fourth grade? Yeah, as, as young as that, sure. Uh, and, and there was a young woman in the front or second row with a, a mini boom box playing We Got the Beat by the Go-Go's. Oh, wow. I can re- remember it like it was yesterday. At Kirkland? Yeah. A fellow youth? Before the show started. You fell in love for the first time at Kirkland Heart Center? What did I know? I was was a kid. I am. I'm flabbergasted. Uh-huh. What a treat. That we have these distinct memories? I know that I, that these very, not just distinct memories, but like clearly formative yeah. and resonant Kirk, memories. Kirkland, I have crowd surfed at Kirkland. I've performed at Kirkland. When have, in the world did you crowd surf at? at I want to hear about uh, this because people, people tell me that we have a stuffy reputation and then I hear stuff like this. It's, it's um, the I, pipes, I think. I believe it was the concert that was, um, on the bill included Simple Plan and oh. um, Sugar Ray. Amazing. Yeah. I'm assuming it was that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've seen. You're assuming how many times you crowd surfed in Kirkland? I, I mean, this I, has got to be. I mean, I can't remember the bill. I've been to a you lot. Remember of Remember Bye Bye Birdie for crying out loud? I know my friends and I were doing but that. But how many of you crowd surfed? 
That was probably the one. Okay. That probably that is awesome. Um, well, Kirkland Fine Arts Center, uh, literally, uh, is one of the greatest venues uh, here in the community that we have. I mean, you go see Vespers, you go do like uh, concerts. Uh, a few years ago, I remember seeing the Beatles band that they brought in that yeah. did both versions, sort yeah. of the black suits and the mop head stuff, and then came back out and did the the whole long hair and uh, next movement. And they were so oh, wow. good, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember celebrating a big anniversary there, like on the football field with a fireworks show and a concert. You know, over the years, Kirkland has been the home for many, many, many memories. And that past program still goes on, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We love doing that with the Decatur Arts Council. And I know that we're already planning next year's um pass well, well, well they plan their pass right but mm-hmm. we have an event coming in next year and it's a big secret we're not going to talk about it right now mm-hmm. but they're going to do a pass um show as well as a show for adults in kirkland so that's really exciting lj pemberton is the marketing and patron relations manager patrons that's like the masters in kirkland fine arts Center. that's where we use the word patrons <laughs> that's right right uh how are you i'm so well how are you i'm, I'm great uh, we're living the go-go's, uh, here this morning. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Uh, all right. So we got a lot of stuff coming up we'll talk about, but, uh, uh, you're, you're not from here originally. Where, where were you born? I was, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So you come from the heat. I come from the heat. You lived in California. I remember I that. Did. But I did spend eight and a half years in New York City. Which is also cold. Which is also cold. And, uh, my family, this is odd for people who, are from Georgia, but my family lived in Alaska for a, a part of time. I, I didn't grow up there, but my grandparents lived there for a while. Really? And my mom um, now splits her time between Alaska and the southeast. Do you go visit? So, of course. Yeah. And, Winter and, and, and summer. I, I'm watching True Detective, uh, uh, which yeah. is the new uh, Jodie Foster, uh, which takes place in fictional Ennis, Alaska. Oh, oh, wow. But they're in their 30 days of night thing uh, there, which is really fascinating. Hardy people. Yes. Can can live off the land better than almost any other population in the United States. It's oh, incredible. I mean, it helps, it helps that the land has a ton of bounty. Like, there's you can still literally hunt and gather your food if you need to. So right. it's like, and uh, they can hunt and gather right, you too. Right, absolutely. It's, so it's like a fresh challenge. seafood and varsity dogs. Yes, yes. Well, but but it's also fair because right. it's not like hunting here. You're not out there with a gun, and they have right. no. It's equal ground. That's there. right. They You're can at hunt risk. you too. You're at risk. Yes. A, a, that is for sure the case. And whenever I go up there, I'm reminded that we as people are just passing through. Yeah. 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 No it's doubt. wild. Uh, all right. So when does the planning process, I and mean, we talk about this and we'll talk about the schedule, but when does all of this start for you? So like when all for one, right, coming up February 3rd, right. like when does that conversation begin? So in we started your... this conversation last summer. Okay. Um, this year, we've started earlier. We've already um, got our next season in motion. We're trying to get a jump start on it sure. because I want to be able to tell people at the Macon County Fair what we have coming up. And last year, we didn't have it in, in stone yet, so right. we couldn't do that. Um, but, yeah, this conversation started in the summertime, and we started putting our schedule together for the year. And we really wanted to bring in some acts that come from people's best memories yeah. um, in the 90s. And this is one of those bands. This is one of those groups, or shall I say. Do you feel a little dated right there with that reference? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, they played at the celebration. No, I'm talking about the best memories being from the 90s. Come on now. I, I like the 90s. I, cool. I don't mind the 90s either. I'm just saying my best memories didn't happen in the 90s. <laughs> well, I was a teenager, so the 90, I had good teenage memories from the 90s. I, I mean, swear. I can say, like, the, this music was the music that I was, like, listening to while I was making out with people in middle school. I swear? Like, <laughs> yeah. really? Oh, yeah. yeah. You can, I can love you like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those songs are like, like, like feel like commercial-wise are everywhere today, right? Yeah. Like in a Geico ad or something. Yeah, they're doing well. Uh, 20 million albums. So. 20 million albums. They had five Billboard Top 100 hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I swear is obviously the most recognizable, but I Can Love You Like That was huge. It was in the top 10 as well. Um, so much in love. I turn to you. These arms, beautiful yep. as you. It just, the, the hits keep coming. They have had a killer career. And their music has also appeared in a lot of motion pictures. That's what I feel like. Yeah. Maybe that I heard it more yeah. that way anecdotally than I did like so. searching it out in, at my age. Uh-huh. Like it was just sort of soundtracks. Right. Fabric of the culture type. It, it, right. it certainly it was like that. And 
having seen them live multiple times, they are interactive with the crowd. Um, they they sometimes bring people up on stage. They they seem to is work. it a foursome? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, they they give you the. You whole know what's nine. strange though? Out of all of those kind of bands, and yeah. there were a lot of them. I can't name any one of them. Can yeah. you? No. I mean, all for one is the best. They yeah, they were just really good. Um, I, you know, and I think that when they have the goods too, that's the other part is they, Jamie Jones, Jamie. Yep. Yep. I know who Jamie Alfred yeah. Neveras, Tony Borwag. They should have changed their names. This is not my fault yeah. uh, that I don't remember them. <laughs> they should have gone with the Timberlake or something. Uh, I think they go by all for one for a reason. Perhaps. I know that makes sense yeah. to me. Uh, uh, so they will be at Kirkland on the third. February 3rd. Uh, February. Is that a Saturday? That's a Saturday it's night. A Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. Go out, have a nice dinner with your mm-hmm. sweetheart. Kickoff. I'm thinking do a whole month of love. Why wait till Valentine's Day? You know what? That's Don't do the commercial thing, right? Get in early. $30, $40, $50 top uh, ticket price, right? Right. And we have a 10% discount for seniors and veterans and Millican faculty and staff. We're also extending that to Richland students. As well as Richland um, faculty and staff. All right, very cool. So ten percent discount. Uh, there yeah. you go. So you know, you know when you see like the, the, the Kirkland has such great um, sound. You know, I, I mean, you you see that in like Vespers and and other performances. Mm-hmm. Like it's incredible the acoustics there, right? I mean, the show there is really really good. Show at the Devon in the middle of July is great, but but the sound and the acoustics you're not getting any better than the Kirkland Fine Arts Center, right? No, and and over the years I have seen hard rock. I have seen um, stand-up comedy, including like Kevin Hart, Bill, uh, Bill Cosby, Howie Mandel. I'll just throw your asterisk in there. Yeah, throw that one in there. I've seen uh, One Republic the Night. They I were, saw Colin Powell. Colin Powell. Uh, One Republic the Different Night. Different vibe. Were platinum. Huh? Different vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Every single show that I've seen there, the sound has, has been like, not just like, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's great. It's tuned to me. Yeah. It's like everything is crisp. And these guys singing, it's going to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm wondering, um, so do you have any like insight into, I mean, I'm sure they'll do all the hits, but like what kind of show is it? My understanding is they come out and just blow your socks off with ballad mm-hmm. after ballad after ballad. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, and they ahead. bring, sometimes yeah. they bring a, a chair out. Sometimes they And why have, have you seen them live them. so many times? Just out of curiosity. I, I know their manager and, um, yeah. They're just good, and they've been in the area. So whenever they're in the area, I try to go. Okay. I mean, some critics say that they sound even better now than they, they did great. at the height mm-hmm. of when people were listening to them in the 90s. You know, they sound incredible. They, they, they're just tightly tuned to each other. If you go point. back to 2016, they were part of that I Love the 90s tour. Do you remember that? <laughs> With Salt and Peppa yeah. and Vanilla Ice and Tone Loke. Yeah. And Color Me Bad wow. and Kid and Play and Young MC. I think Kid and Play... <clears throat> Kind of squirreling their way into that '90s thing, weren't they? More '80s, <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably late '80s. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, all right, that sounds like uh, a lot of fun, and you can't beat the ticket price, right? Uh, you know, you would go and see these folks in St. Louis or Chicago. Yeah. You'd pay more for parking than you would the entry level ticket, right? Absolutely, and there, you know. We have looked around at some of our competitors in the region, and even by comparison to some of our neighbors, we're we're pricing for our market. We're right. pricing for our community, and we're really proud of that. Yeah, thirty dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars. Those are three levels, uh, and for an extra twenty bucks, you get the fifty dollars tickets. You're gonna get like up close view, maybe not too up close. Yeah, we're all talking '90s, right? You know, uh, maybe a little distance uh, helps, but the sound will be great. Yeah, it's going to sure. be wonderful. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and as you said, an early Valentine's Day uh, exactly. uh, night uh, on Saturday, February 3rd. Uh, we're KirklandFineArts.com, right, is the website. Yes. You can also call the ticket office, 217-424-6318, to, to purchase your tickets. I'm sure they're available night of, but don't mess around. I mean, if you want to get good seats and all that. Exactly. If you want good seats, go ahead and purchase them in advance. We always have a rush um, right before the show. Right. We are open three hours before the show if you're a last minute buyer so you can come by to the ticket office at that time our hours of the ticket office are tuesday through friday 12 p.m to 4 30 p.m all right um if you call outside those hours you can leave a message and our workers will call you back okay other upcoming events you've got an opera valentine now this is the albert taylor theater now a lot of people i think you'd be surprised how many people haven't been actually inside the Albert Taylor Theater, which is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's the historic theater at Milliken. It's the original theater they had inside of Schilling Hall. Um, and this kind of show, when you're in there, you are like 
almost on the stage, it feels like. It's such Very an intimate. intimate venue. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what is the Opera Valentine? So the Opera Valentine is um, a scenes program from different operas that are all about romantic love, and it's the culmination of... Okay, break down the barrier for me. Okay. Okay, because I think when you say the word opera, a lot of dudes uh, in Uh general kind of go, whoa. Hey, now. Break. (laughs) Opera. Let's break that down. Get me through that barrier. Opera used to be one of the most controversial art forms of its time because it was depicting extreme emotion, extreme anger, extreme lust, extreme feeling. And to, to go see a scenes program, you're really kind of getting a taste of those different feelings all in one. Okay, so this is actually meant for guys like me. Uh, it's the easy entryway breakdown into the greatest right, hits. Right, you don't have to sit through four hours. Yeah. You, you have a shorter program. I think this one is about an hour and a half. And you're going to experience um, a, a smorgasbord, if you will. Okay. That's not a word I often put with Do opera. Do they bring in <laughs> costume changes, little set oh, pieces? absolutely. We were just talking with the director, um, Aubrey Hawkinson, and she was telling us about the costume changes. They're going to have little set pieces. It, it's dynamic. Um, I'm really excited that our Millican alumnus, Philip Lopez, is okay, now this be is a, a Millican a alum, and he's coming in uh, to be a part of this, but also working with students, yes, right? Yes, he's doing a residency the week before. He's going to be singing in the program, and um, I don't know if you know this, but he was recently named the bass baritone winner of the Metropolitan Opera LaFont Iowa District Competition, which is a huge deal in the opera world. You're going to be seeing a world-class opera singer. Now, do they do a caucus with that, or is that a... <laughs> Probably more people showed up for that. Changing pizza. It's, it's definitely juried. It's definitely judged and juried. Um, but different criteria. Different criteria for All right, sure. That's February 9th uh, at 7.30 p.m. And and this is a typo. Tickets are 4 to $10. You know, I think that must... You know, we have a few seats in Albert Taylor Theater that are less than ideal if you want to be able to see everything on the stage and those we price well because below the standard. Because it's just the way it was built right. years ago. Right, because there are a couple um, supporting columns that are in the back. Obstructed so view is what you, they call that. If you buy your tickets late. Into Wrigley Field, you know exactly what that <laughs> That's looks right. like. Exactly. You might yeah. find those are the only ones left, and we do sell those at a discount. But I would encourage people to go ahead and $10 to see a world-class opera singer. Are you kidding me? And our students, too, who are incredible. I mean, this is going to be a great show. All right. That's uh, literally uh, coming up right before Valentine's, so uh, February 9th. Guys, if you've kind of like balked at the whole opera thing, this is like greatest hits. Right. Right? Yeah, it'd be fun. I, mean, I think something else you can think about, opera is athletic. This is athletic singing. It requires immense control so, of your body. Unlike most things sounds. we're seeing live, they're actually singing while doing all exactly. of this. And for people that like the how it's made or behind the scenes sort of stuff, I've seen uh, multiple productions, um, you know, including like the Phantom of the Opera or whatever that are student run, where to keep things dynamic and moving, you're kind of watching that unfold in front of you as things are turning around in the backside something or something's coming in and off. So you're kind of watching how it gets set up and then you're like, ooh, what's this? And then the music starts. So I imagine it's exactly more of that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we did a pretty good job there of like selling an opera. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Are you sold, Brian? Uh, <laughs> not for 10 bucks. Not entirely. <laughs> Four. Almost. Four. View. Almost. Uh, almost. Uh, all right. And then the Millican Symphonic Wind Ensemble. Indeed. We are the world. We, we are the world. I mean, is that like what I think it is? Or right. is... They're not going to be singing We Are the World. I think that's a thematic title. Oh, so it's not yeah. Cindy Lauper's bracelets. Correct. Correct. Okay. That was the big thing. Remember that, Nick, when they had the I sound issue all of it. and they couldn't figure um, out what it was yeah. and it was Cindy Lauper's bracelets. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, all right. What is We Are the World? We Are the World is um, it's a band concert. Okay. You know, a symphonic band concert. The big deal with this one is they're actually doing a world premiere of a composition by Shu Ying Li mm-hmm. um, called Luminance. 
And she is an award-winning Chinese-born composer whose works have been performed in major orchestras all over the world. Okay. And our own Millican Symphonic Wind Ensemble is going to be playing one of her pieces. This is something that it's hard to describe to you. But if you were there to see it in person, it would be, like, incredibly moving. I mean, when you see literally professional musicians and and your students are, are at that level live in a performance like that it's incredibly moving and, it, and it's probably not something you even expect when you go in but you just when you see it in person and feel it and like, feel it like feel the vibration right. of that right i mean there's a reason that melodrama uses music to give you emotional you cues this is the kind of music when you watch a drama that you're that's like really tapping into that sense of what it's like to be alive as a person. I mean, yeah. I, I really believe that everyone's life can be given, enriched and given like those special moments that make, that make time stop yeah. when you experience music yeah. like this. And, and there are instruments in particular like uh, that you, it's hard to reproduce the feeling that you get when you see them live and in a very intimate experience close, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I always love picking out a different part or like focusing on one instrument and listening to their part. And how it blends into the rest. how it blends into everything I do that else. too. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. That's absolutely great. Uh, all right. A couple of more things to talk about. Oh, the, and, and you yet say another, when that one is. First. I'm sorry. Did okay. we not do that? That one's March 2nd at 7.30 p.m. She, at Kirkland? What? At Kirkland. Those tickets are also $10. Wow. I don't know. I, I mean, you, you think about that just for a second. You may or may not think it's your thing. Ten dollars. You get to right. go experiment and see something maybe you haven't seen before uh, alive and you watch the perfection of which they do it. I mean, you, you think about this. Um, you know, it's easy to understand like marching bands, right? You go to the University of Illinois at a halftime show or the beforehand thing, you, you know, when that band comes out oh, and absolutely. does that thing and how that feels. Now think about making that a very intimate setting and doing uh, uh, something similar with people who are playing live music in a different way. Ten dollars, and in a venue that is tuned oh. to direct sound directly to where you're sitting, regardless of where you're sitting, it makes a huge impact. No doubt, no doubt at all. Now that is literally uh, at Kirkland as well. Then we move over to the Virginia Rogers Theater, which is amazing because now you get to go see this incredible. I still say new, although it's not new. It feels still new. The building there uh, on campus, which is incredible. It does, and it's even more intimate than Albert Taylor. You're, you're literally walking into a black box theater, the likes of which you would usually experience in a place like New York City, and we have it right here at Milliken. Isn't it crazy? It's amazing. Uh, when I look at what they do um, in the behind the scenes, and if you ever get a chance to take a tour of that building, it is absolutely amazing what they do. Uh, I mean, all of the different rooms and the different, like, you, you think about the front end of a theater experience. You don't often think about the back end, but so much of that building is about the back end. Right. And this room can also be transformed from a theater in the round where you have people sitting in a yes, circle. It, everything moves or around. Or it can just be a regular proscenium where you have the stage in front of you. All right. So um, what's coming? So The Learned Ladies is coming. This is a farce by Moliere. Do you know who Moliere is? Uh, I, I do not. I'll, I'll be honest. I would like to be really pretentious right now and say that I do, but I don't. Well, he's considered uh, Francis Shakespeare. Oh. Well, he's, he's kind of a big deal. But but that's the French, so the you, you, you got to like give that <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, this show is not going to be in French. It has been translated into English. Well, that's good. So no barrier to entry there. Um, it's a modernized adaptation, and it's a satire of the pretension, as you mentioned, okay. of academics and um, how people think when they're in love. Okay. Man, there's a theme going on. I feel like. All right. This is coming up uh, March 10th. This is coming up March 7th through 9th. Oh, 7th through 9th. I'm sorry. Then and the 10th, then March there's a, 10th, a, yes. a Sunday matinee. Correct. Uh, now, tickets $20. What can people expect from this? I think you can expect to laugh a okay. lot. I mean, when you, when you can go to All for One, right? You're going to have your ballads. You're going to remember being love in your life. Right. You go see Opera Valentine, it's going to be the drama of romance. Right. You go see this, you are going to laugh. Okay. The, 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 these are the different valiances. Of these what are for you the cynics uh, on Valentine's <laughs> Day. Uh, all right. I love it. March 7th through 9th, 7.30 p.m., and then Sunday, March 10th at 2 p.m. at the Virginia Rogers Theater. I would highly recommend. I mean, the experience itself, just being in the facility, is worth 
20 bucks. Absolutely. It's beautiful. I love how they can reconfigure that whole thing. I mean, it's amazing. To it's, me. so, it's so fun. It's so fun. All right. And then finally, Marcy Playground. Um, uh, I, I like this band. I mean, I do. I know. They're great. I mean, it still looking... holds up for me. Absolutely. And he, he's continued to write great music for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's really incredible what range um, they have had as a band. Um, Would you describe them as alternative? I, I, I mean, I don't know how to really how to categorize this. Uh, you know, they do a lot of alternative. They do a lot of. I mean, all for one. I know exactly how to categorize. Like kind of like, God, I don't R&D. really quite know where to put that in the. At the time, it was considered alternative because you know it was what nineties was uh, sex right. and candy. Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah, and and it you know it wasn't grunge. It was just right there, almost mainstream, but a little singer songwritery. I think I feel. Yeah. Okay. It's a good band. He does a lot of acoustic too. Like, right. You you can have that more like intimate rock experience with Marcy Playground. All right. Now that will be literally Saturday, May eleventh at seven thirty p.m. Yes. All right. Kirkland Fine Arts uh, is an amazing venue. The Virginia Rogers Theater is an amazing venue. Uh, the Albert Taylor Theater. I mean, all of these sitting right here, just a couple of blocks that way west. Uh, and you have these incredible experiences. Uh, and I hope that people will indulge because you're going to love it. Absolutely. And, you know, some people, I think, if they haven't been to one of these venues before, they might be afraid to show up on campus. How does parking work? How do I find the different venues on campus? If you call our ticket office, we are happy to tell you where the best parking is. We are happy to tell you how to get to the different venues, like what the ideal time is to arrive, all that stuff. We're here to help. We would love to see you at one of these events. All right. 217-424-6318 is the telephone number. KirklandFineArts.com is the website where you can purchase digitally uh, tickets to any of these things, I would highly recommend. You, you know, people were very hard. Um, you, you know, there's several venues, you know, in this community where you can go consume art and music and, and opera and plays and live performances. They work very, very hard. They raise a lot of money, offset the cost. I'm telling you, you know, a $10 ticket's not paying for, you know, all the hard work that goes into this. They're just asking you to show up uh, and experience. And when you go to, you know, uh, Oh, it's like the Fox Theater in St. Louis. Sure. That's a great experience, right? You're going to pay $30 to park, you know, which will go a long way to, if not covering the whole cost, most of the cost for tickets for any but of these performances. Mention, gosh, the gas and driving. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, right and, here in town. Right here. You're at the West End. You get home in 10 minutes, right? So just show up. They put a lot of work into this, a lot of heart and dedication. And it's always disappointing. You're like, you don't know, or it's a last minute ticket buying town, you know, all these things we've heard all these years. And you're sitting there going, Anybody show up? Yes, they will. But please do. And, and you'll, I take a it chance. It is a on, joy. I mean, I, I've only lived here. This is my second year now. But Has it been only two years? It's only been two years. When when I stand in the Kirkland lobby and I see Decatur come through the doors, it just, I don't know, it makes me really proud to be part of this community and, and delighted to see my neighbors. I, I, I just really love it. All right. So how are you enjoying your time here? I mean, I'm having a blast, to be honest. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. How's your book? Well, my book is um, ready to rumble. It's coming out February eighth. Okay, February eighth. Yes, right around the corner. Right around the corner. Are you going to do a big to do? I'm. I'm. Pl- I am planning all that as we speak. Okay. I'm, I'm probably going to do an event here in Decatur. Um, I have an event already planned on my tour in New York City, and I'm working. Oh, on Oh, you're some. going on tour. You'll I squeeze am. us in, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to start out here. You know, the book is coming out while I'm at a conference in Kansas City, and my publisher is actually based in the Midwest in Missouri. So Uh, um, it's pretty exciting to get to do, like, a regional thing. And uh, the conference I'm going to is called the – it's like the annual conference of the Association for Writers and Writing Programs. Well, that just rolls Uh, right off the tongue. Right? (laughs) It's a a mouthful. What what region includes Kansas City and New York City? (laughs) Come on. The region. Yeah. Region call. Well, I'm, I'm doing a national tour, but the, my publisher, we're doing some, some regional events. How long all in on this book, uh, beginning to, you know, published oh, and touring? I started writing it in 2016. All right. And then I finished it, I think, in 2019. So it took me three years to get to this point. To get, well, to, to write. To write it and then and another then, three years to get to this point. And then another. 
like three, four years to get to here. That's so. amazing. Do, do, do you like, uh, spit at people like Stephen King and, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, literally. Does the, he spit at people? Oh, no, I'm horrifying. talking about just like being so prolific that they just put out, like, I, I mean, oh, oh, I see like just, you, you know, <laughs> in that seven year period, you know, he put out seven books. Right, right. <laughs> I, I am definitely not as prolific as Stephen King, let's be real, but I do write all the time. Like I'm always writing. I'm sure your endings are better. <laughs> One would hope. I would hope, right? Yeah. One would hope. Hey, your film ab- adaptations will have a 50-50 shot of being really good, too. Like oh, yes. Right? You know what I've heard, actually? Because I, I had the pleasure Okay, who one plays time. you in the film adaptation? <laughs> who plays me? Yeah. In the, well, I'm not in the book. Well, I, come on. You're in the book. Of course you are. You wrote it. I mean, you were in it, whether you're a character or I not. Think, I think, uh, if, okay, who... I would love Florence Pugh to play one of the characters That's a great in my answer. book. That's a great answer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was going to say, though, about bad adaptations, I had the pleasure one time of meeting James Elroy, who I don't know if you know, yeah. has wrote uh, L.A. Confidential, has written The Black Dahlia, and he told me in the class I was in that when The Black Dahlia was adapted, it uh, was a terrible movie. <laughs> But book sales skyrocketed because people saw the bad adaptation and they were like, what is this supposed to be? It's just enough there. It was just, just enough. enough. What is this supposed to be? Whereas when LA Confidential came out and it was such a great movie and it got nominated for all these awards, nobody bought the book. Oh, because the movie's bad. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were like, we'll just read the book. I had, we'll just watch the movie. Oh, that's right. interesting. Yeah. I had yeah. almost this exact conversation with Elmore Leonard one time, uh, you, you know, oh, who has absolutely. created so many characters that became then like these things. Uh, and, and if done best, uh, you know, like it's done really well, like in, in movies and on TV, but you almost create this thing that's so popular that it doesn't get attached to the books anymore. Right, right. Because it's its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I was one of them. I don't know how many people did this, but after Jurassic Park came out, I went and read the book, the book. afterwards. Yeah. And I had always been a person who says, oh, well, the book is always better. But in that case, I kind of thought the movie was better. And Harry Potter's a two-year street. Two-way street. I will tell you, Jeff Goldblum's character is way better in the book. Okay. I will say okay. (laughs) You don't remember, though, right? Because all you can think of is the movie. I will say okay, because all I can think of is the movie. Yeah, and, and all he did was, like, dress him in black. You know, that, yeah. like he's a smart guy, but kind of cool. I think Harry Potter, the movies came out of a bunch of people that read the books and then the the books got another life because of people mm-hmm. that saw the movies. I think it is a two way street back and forth. Mm-hmm. It could be. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Product of the times too, though. Elmore Leonard uh, uh, earlier, the, the Raylan Givens character. But I will tell you also, Get Shorty is remembered as a movie with John Travolta. But the series they did for was it Paramount? Yeah. Who did that? Uh, it was on Amazon. No. Or MGM. It was on MGM. Was it on MGM? Uh, with the, the Irish actor. Yep. Uh, I can't remember his name. It was in Bridesmaids. Yep. Uh, is really, really way closer to the writing of Elmore Leonard than the big popular movie was. Yeah. LJ would just get, we ramble when you're in here. I can't help it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's just like fun. Kirkland. Hmm? It is. Look at this, the, the different, I mean, you have, what you have to choose from over the next couple of I'm not of kidding, man. I have so many shows I've been to see from there. So many, I took classes for four years there. I spent a lot of time there as a kid doing things. And then, you know, like I said, I saw Kevin Hart. I saw before he got big, I saw Grammy award winning artists as they're, you know, going gold or platinum mm-hmm. certified at the moment that they are mm-hmm. things ahead of time. Popular people at the Good Heart events that are relevant at the exact moment. Greatest hits. The whole gamut. They do it all. And I've never had a bad show there. Blonde girl, second row. We got the <laughs> beat. Box. I can't tell you what and performance Conrad, we were there to uh, see. And hello, uh, bye-bye, Birdie. I, I, I mean, I honestly have no idea what the show was. Did it matter? No memory of that at all. But I can but still remember, remember the other. in love. Yeah. That's fourth That's grade. That's special. What are you going to do? Uh, LJ, as always, a, a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you for having me. Love having you. Come back uh, anytime, as much as you want. All right, KirklandFineArts.com. Uh, you can also give them a call at 217-424-6318. We'll be back after the break. Stay tuned.
Things are happening at Southside Country Club. Southside Country Club has been a community gem for nearly 120 years. The People's Club, well known for its beautiful golf course open year-round, but also a hot spot for all, ranging from family fun at the pool to a sparkling night at the restaurant, bar, or one of the club's dozens of annual events. But now, the Southside Golf Course is turning 100, and now you can get in on the party. That is, if you can handle a good Southside party. For the next 100 days, 100 new members celebrate with a 100-year special. Become a full-time member today for a $100 initiation fee. And for 2024, membership dues are only $100 a month. That's 100 years, $100 initiation, $100 a month for 2024, but only for the next 100 new members in the next 100 days. For more information on how to join this incredibly supportive community atmosphere, call 423-7789 or stop by and see us or visit southsidecountryclub.com for more information. Special does include a two-year contract. A year of celebrating 100 at Southside Country Club, where nobody does it like us. Accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. A home is an investment for the long term, and your home's foundation is the key to protecting that investment. Basement wall cracks, settling foundation, stair-stepping wall cracks, dirt crawl spaces, and wet basement problems will always steal the value from your home until the cause is fixed. Protect your investment. Get a free estimate from Woods Basement Systems, this area's highest-rated, most-reviewed basement expert. Call toll-free 866-851-5061 or go online to woodsbasementsystems.com. That's woodsbasementsystems.com. Every child deserves the best teachers, facilities, and academic programs to set them up for success. At Milton Hershey School in Hershey, Pennsylvania, we make that a reality for children from qualifying families who are looking for greater opportunities. Milton Hershey School enrolls students from pre-K through 12th grade from across the United States to live and learn on a beautiful state-of-the-art campus with all costs covered. Are you looking to set your child up for success or know a child who could benefit from Milton Hershey School? Learn more at mhskids.org backslash admissions. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. You know when I listen to Hall and Oates, what I don't hear? What's that? Oats. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's it's a valuable part of the relationship, but given their lawsuits and all this stuff going on, I feel like Daryl Hall has the upper leg here. You hear more of him for sure, audibly. And, and writing and the whatever else, you know, I don't know what that process looks like. Yeah. He got all the hype. <laughs> Not the hype, the height, uh, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Other than being in Hall and Oates, which is a big accomplishment. Now, Oates had a great mustache. Oh, <clears throat> for sure. I don't know. Daryl Hall had Daryl's house and all this other stuff. What's Oates been up to? Uh, just, collecting residuals. Yeah. 
I, I think, which is fine. Oh yeah, know. they had a great career. They, I, I, I've had. I yeah. hated their '80s stuff. I, I, I really hits. did. Lots of hits. The, I, I'm not. That's okay. Uh, uh, that's like saying because it's popular, it's good. No. And, and I don't think that th- their stuff in the '70s was so much better than what they turned into in the MTV. Oh, like era. Sarah Smile or something. Oh, Sarah Smile's a fantastic song. Oh, it, I mean, there's just no doubt, uh, and you don't have to be, like have the first name Sarah. Yeah, you know, there were, like you go through that stuff, right, Tanya? Like uh, every Windy in the world is a fan of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so what is what? I don't. I guess I don't know their catalog sequentially to know what the difference between what you think is good and they all sound the same to me. Uh, they had they. I like it. What would have yeah. been referred to. As blue-eyed soul, that would have been the phrase used then. Their R&B stuff from, like, I mean, to go from She's Gone to Sarah Smile to, like, Man Eater. I I mean, it was synth kind of, like, 80s pop stuff where they started as much more of an R&B soul kind of sound. Do you remember that? I do. I do remember. I just... I like all of it, kind of like Nick. She's gone. It's, oh, God, is that a great song. 1973. Sarah Smile was 1975. Uh, and then Man Eater was like that album that blew up in the 1980s, mm-hmm. mid-1980s. Uh, Private Eyes. Rich Girl from 1976. Hmm. Okay. If you go back and listen, there's a there's a difference, right? Yeah, I think so. Now that you pointed out, I'm going to have to to see. I think my taste at that age evolved with their of evolution. Of course it did. So I probably didn't notice it. No, I, I mean, that, it's, that's... It's retrospectively, you can see it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's why I like all of it. But again, my tastes were right with popular taste. <laughs> were they really? So, yeah. Always? I, yeah, always. Yeah, I've exactly. always been the exact opposite. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, it, it's kind of a burden. Like no, it, it really isn't. You're swimming against the stream constantly <laughs> your whole life. You got a great lats. I'm easy to mark. By now. Uh, well, you know, that's good to know. Yeah, How you doing this morning? I am doing great, despite the fact that it's a little dreary outside. Be careful. You know what? It's, it's fog, but it's warmer. I know. I can wear a coat. That's better than the ice. Yeah. For sure. It's that weather where it's been sub-zero, so when it's in the 40s, it feels like summer. So No I, doubt about it. wear a coat. I don't know. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about leadership uh, with Tanya today because I, you're, you're such a leader to me. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, and, and, and I respect you so much in that regard. Uh, I, I was thinking about this, you, you know, during this election cycle, and, and, and we now have decided after two tiny, tiny mm-hmm. states and 2.5% of the overall delegates have been handed out that we now have our race. This is crazy, right? It is. It is. It's not as data driven as it is emotion driven. Yeah, but 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 it's yeah. the data is so tiny. Exactly. It, we're going to say we don't care about ninety eight percent of the people that live in this country. We're going to make this decision after two percent of this country has decided. Two percent, and and I think it's also important to recognize the demographics of those two states. Very different. Is not reflective of, but of not the entire ref- country. No. And so it's it's important to just. See that and, and take a deep breath. I think that right now it's really important to just observe things and sort of check your emotions and observe what you're seeing. Are we able to do that anymore as human beings? We are check able. Check our emotions? Yeah, we are able, but you I have to like be intentional. I feel like we just were fueled by that. <laughs> we are, and I think that it's really easy for people who, you know, in other aspects of their life are are very calm and intentional and, and, and do a good job of checking their emotions. And then when we get to politics, sometimes that seems more difficult of late because it's become so emotionally charged Okay. that I'm challenging myself. I literally have, have been very thoughtful about this to step back. Don't react in internally with emotion or frustration or disdain about anything that I see and just pay attention and be an observer. Because at the end of the day, I have a vote Mm -hmm. and I will exercise my vote. It is not within my job to sort of sway other people. It's, it's really counter to my personal role. Right. My job is to, is to represent my organization and work with everyone. I have a personal vote. Okay. And then at the end of the day, I need to pay attention and observe what's around me so that I can okay. thoughtfully do, respond. Do you, react. do you feel like that vote matters? 
This is what I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree with anything you just said, other than the predetermined sort of nature yeah. of all of this. By the time Illinois rolls around, <laughs> you, you know, uh, we used to, you know, think about Super Tuesday and all these benchmarks. Sure. And now we're deciding, like, literally what the ticket is going to look like before anybody has a say in it at all. Yeah. I think that our system um, isn't serving us well. I think there's been a lot of conversation about the primary system, and I don't think anybody disagrees and about how districts are drawn. And again, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're a red state or a blue, blue state, state. They all do the same exactly. thing. Exactly. So I think it would be very easy to sort of be skeptical of the process. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, it's foundationally dependent upon each person exercising their right to vote if they are eligible to do that. I feel like more and more, though, Uh, And and I don't want to be this way. This is not I'm not role modeling for you here. I'm just being blatantly honest with you. I feel more and more like we have a lot less of a say in choosing them than they have in choosing us. Yeah. And I don't want to be cynical that way. I know. And I think that at the end of the day, you know, you've talked about it would be very easy for a computer-generated map to be to drawn out. There's no other business besides right. politics that wouldn't be doing this. I, I mean, clearly. And I think that the frustration lies in the fact that, you know, the people in power who benefit from these um, current maps and the way that we draw our districts yeah. – you know, don't want to change that, regardless of which side. No, they don't, because they're the ones who reds or who are in blue states are hoping to become a red state. And they can't tell the blue state not to do it because that's what they want to do if they get in power and vice versa. Right. I I look I want to take you to a Texas mayor, because this is where I think the true power is in your day to day life Mm -hmm. and actually probably has 90 percent more impact on your day to day life is who's on your school board, who's on your city council, who's on your Park District Board of Commissioners. You know, these are the people that impact most of what you see, do, feel, think. Correct. Yeah. And a Texas mayor, you know, they've had all of this devastating weather there. And they had a winter storm. I I think it like 20 people died. Uh, Millions were without power. And there's a place called Colorado City in Texas. (laughs) And and a mayor of about 4,000 people in that town who was so outraged that people were asking for help that he got on social media and talked about being sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout, blamed a socialist government. No one owes you or your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times. Sink or swim, it's your choice. He, he This is the exact opposite. Now, he's quit, by the way, since all these comments came out. You know, this kind of stuff from the national level seems to be filtering down to the local level, and it's incredibly disappointing. That's incredibly disappointing. You are elected to be a leader of these Mm -hmm. 4,000 people that are being hit by a winter storm that Texas absolutely is not handle. I mean, can't handle, isn't, you know, know, their grid is a nightmare. Um, What do you mean you, you, you don't expect help? Well, I think that sink or swim, he probably wouldn't be reelected. And that's where your vote does matter. And I think that you're highlighting the most important way to sort of counter the feeling of frustration or like your vote doesn't matter because your vote matters in local elections. And to your absolute excellent point, the local government and the local elections are the things that have the biggest impact. But, on your but will life. this continue to push down? This is my fear. Well, right, because we've we've we gotten don't... to the point where like there's just this litmus test nationally, like whatever, whatever. I, I I personally believe that the majority of people, not the vast majority, but the majority of these people, the people in this country, would rather have option C in this presidential election cycle. I, I mean, completely agree. I, the majority, yes, I think whether that's completely 50, agree. Point two, whatever mm-hmm. that that number is, and they're not going to get that choice because the system is set up to give you what the system is set up to give you. What I worry about, and I see people running for school board, you know, wanting to ban books and get in people's lives, that this stuff is filtering down to a local level where really that's the last real choice you have in deciding leadership. Well, I hope not. And and here's why I think it's important. You know, if you're listening to this today and you're a level-headed person, 
run for something. Oh, get but, but why would they, though? Well, I, locally, I think that it doesn't have to be as difficult. Ask the mayor what her life is like. Right. Well, then it's up to us to try to encourage our neighbors to do better. Right. Um, and the mayor's and not, by the way, telling you that only the strong will survive <laughs> and the weak the will perish, folks. God has given you the <laughs> tools to support yourselves in times like this. Um, but so it's almost like the ugliness of mm-hmm. national politics has filtered down to local and then the candidacy of local politics, when it gets that ugly, only attracts the people that don't mind all of the ugly. Right. And it pushes people out from participating. And we end up with what we have nationally at every local level. That's my greatest fear going forward. I think that's an appropriate fear. I think that our community has demonstrated a history of difficult city councils yeah. long before school the boards. Na- difficult school boards long before this happened at the national level so i think some of that's human nature our community has also demonstrated um a care and compassion for our neighbors and for one another and i think really you know at a at a level that's different than some other communities and so i think that we're fortunate there and we need to really lean into that okay. um especially when um outside pressures and and Things that are happening at the national level would would lean us towards the contrary. I think yeah. that's when we, as leaders in the community and as neighbors at, at every juncture, need to you know find what we have in common with our with our neighbors yeah. and our fellow community members, and remind ourselves of that and and pay attention to the discourse and try to step away from it and observe it. I, I know, and don't but, get but emotionally I, wrapped up. It, in it. It's religion now. It's I, I mean, it, it, politics has become our national religion. I, I really feel like one way or the other. So many candidates that are running to represent a certain mm-hmm. district, whether it's in Congress or a state rep or a state senate, are running on national issues that really, yeah. at the at the heart of things, they don't have any control over or any say in. Instead of like who's fixing the potholes the boring stuff the boring stuff is what really matters to I say us potholes our, yeah. because we've had ice <laughs> and we've had trucks out there now yeah yeah the boring stuff though is what really impacts our day-to-day life and while it's not as flashy um that's the stuff that matters and that's the stuff that i hope that you know locally we'll pay close attention to and then we'll talk about and i think that again we all have so much more in common than what um, the media or social social media would would try to make us believe. Here, here's what I'll throw up to you, and, I, and not to end the, the day on a, on a cynical thought, <laughs> no. but uh, Tyler Bass, which I, I could not have named this guy before the game on Sunday, right? Sure. I mean, just yeah. I mean, I'm not. I, I I was. I Josh Allen. I'm a huge fan. I was going to be happy whether Kansas City won that game or Buffalo won that game, right? So I don't have any buy into this. Um, I read a story where 442 people donated his jersey number, twenty two dollars, to this uh, uh, pet uh, uh, cats in particular about adopting, mm-hmm. and you, you know. Yeah. And I thought, what a great human! You know, he misses the field goal, and look at how these people support it. Then I read the story he had to deactivate all of his social media because of death threats. And I mm-hmm. thought, you know what? There's a lot more of them than the $22 cat people. Except that story has caused a reaction. And now Kansas City Chief fans and football fans all over the country are love donating. That. I, I love that. Hopefully he'll see but that. But are there enough of those people? That That is my... There's more of those people. I don't, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you can't definitively say that. There are more people that are not giving him death threats than there are. Yes. I mean, that's not really even up for debate. You're going all the way to death threats. I'm saying there's a lot in between nasty and death threats that Mm -hmm. you're not accounting for. Yeah. And And do you think there's more people that are going, that's okay, buddy, here's $22, than there are people that are, like, choke and die? I mean, honestly. But here's the the thing, and I'm not a, a football expert, but by the time we're at the field goal, has there been a lot of failure on that field? There's, there's a, <laughs> yes. That's what the quarterback said. That, that one play isn't the game. Okay, watch the documentary about the Cub Bartman, right? And you're telling me there are more people. I, I mean, literally, they don't even remember how that played out. They had a whole other game to win the damn thing. It. I mean, there, the thing of it is that one is too many. 
and one gets the headlines. A thousand gets the headlines. There are infinite amount of people that watch that game and are not wishing him dead. Yeah. Even if they're going, oh, you suck, okay, you idiot. Yeah, all right, but, but, but you're saying that the line is wishing him dead. I'm saying there's a lot of ways to be mean and cruel and horrible, not getting all the way to wishing him dead. And, and nice, the opposite too. I, Correct. I just don't think it's even. I don't I think, think it's even close. The good example that he has set was deleting that social media. Oh. There was his wisdom. I know, but but he shouldn't have to. I wish not, but at least he showed us how to handle it. I mean, no one wants to go into protective custody. It's probably <laughs> the smart thing to do if you're wanted, but nobody's hoping for that. Oh, man. All right. I believe in the good. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. That's it for us. Hey, it's warm. I'm okay. Rain all you want. We got rid of the ice. I'm a thrilled guy. If you missed any of the show today, you can check out the podcast, Driven by the Bob Brady Auto Group. Anywhere you get your podcast, easiest way, just go straight to nowdicator.com. Tanya, as always, pleasure. We'll see you next week. We're going to take a break for the day. We'll be back with you bright and early, 6 a.m. tomorrow. Have a great one. Stay dry. WSOY Decatur and W277DB Decatur. WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Shop on Main. The Salvation Army says it hit its Christmas fundraising goal, raising over $600,000. The Salvation Army says the dollars first helped to make for a special Christmas for area families that apply for assistance with toys and special Christmas food. The money also possesses the Salvation Army to help the community through programs that are in place. For the 2023 Christmas season, they had 898 red kettle bell ringing volunteer hours, the most in the past eight years. Parsons Elementary School has a new vending machine that dispenses knowledge instead of snacks. Parsons held a ribbon cutting yesterday for the new Inchies Bookworm vending machine. Students can earn gold coins to get a book from the machine with good attendance, good grades, and good citizenship. The machines range between $5,000 and $6,000. Principal Holly Kitson says the school held three fundraisers and thanks to parental support. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.